Coffee Sketch Podcast is our take on the intersection of old tech and new tech, the space between the traditional practice of the hand-drawn sketch that has been performed by architects and designers for centuries, and the modern-day use of the hashtag as a representation of a sentiment or a movement. Each week, we plan to deliver a new pod about our ideas, sketches, and what's going on in our daily lives as we pursue our love of architecture, design, and sharing this knowledge with the next generation. I'm Kurt, and I'm in Flint. And I'm Jamie, and I'm in Austin. All right. Welcome back. It's almost like I forgot where I was, but that's okay. (laughs) I'll remind you if you do forget. Yeah. Texas. You're, just I just start out with Texas, and then everything's okay. <laughs> yes, you're from the the good parts of Texas, right? Sure. Are there any that. bad parts of Texas? No, That's, there's no, no bad parts. It's, it's it's just Texas. It's just one big Texas. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna dive in to a sketch here. Um, from this week, we got a couple and they're both from the same place, which is not Texas and they are in Italy. And so I'm going to pick, I'm going to lob this one right at you. It is hashtag Castiglione Fiorentino. How's that one? That's pretty good. So Castiglione Castillo Fiorentino is um, about halfway between Florence and Rome, um, and the nearest large city that you probably could identify on a map is Arezzo, R-E-A-R-E-Z-Z-O, um, but it's on the train line between Florence and Rome. Um, Castillo Fiorentino is a small Italian hill town, fortified city, Tuscan. Um, sort of the south end of Tuscany. Um, and interestingly enough, is the home of Texas A&M University's study abroad program for architecture. Um, so oh. Castillon is a is a, a very special f- place for those Aggie architects out there. Well, that's cool. I didn't know. <clears throat> I didn't know that. Um, I So I'm assuming... These sketches are reminiscent of your study abroad trip when you were a student. Yeah, so I, I was fortunate to go as a junior. Um, our our study abroad program, um, and most of them sort of match up that way. In architecture school, is sort of your junior year. Um, so I went in my junior year, uh, and then I also was fortunate enough to stay on and do my master's degree. Um, at A&M as well and do be a graduate assistant. So I got to go back and teach. Um, and so I had oh. a studio studio to myself that I got to teach and then assist the other professors that were there uh, in residence um, with the students. And, and A&M, unlike a lot of programs, sends a lot of people. So when I'm talking about a study abroad program, at the time we did it, there was about 60 students. Um, and wow. Two, two faculty members and two to four graduate assistants um, for a semester. Um, and that's pretty typical for their program. A lot of architecture programs uh, vary, but generally are a lot smaller. Um, the program in Castillon 
um, we lived, worked, uh, played, um, taught, um, all in the same facility. It was a converted nunnery from about the 15th century, I believe. Um, and then some other programs, some University of Texas, um, University of Kansas, Cal Poly Pomona, Milano Polytech, um, a, a variety of different programs came through our, our facility as well. Cal Poly Pomona, huh? Yeah, that was absolutely. Down down the freeway from where I went at USC. Um, so only after school did I, uh, you know, in working world of, in Los Angeles, uh, cross paths with some Cal Poly Mustangs, and um, so which has they have a pretty cool architecture program in Pomona and in uh, San Luis Obispo, which is up the coast. Pomona is like inland in the desert, uh, east of LA. But so they shared the same facility. Yeah. So we, we, I mean, the, the, the nice thing about it was it was, a um, you know, like I said, it was a converted nunnery. So the, um, the dining hall, the, uh, dormitories, the studio spaces, the lecture hall were all in one building. It was sort of a U shaped building. Um, and, and A&M still uses the facility today. Uh, they've expanded um, with some other um, smaller spaces uh, in and around the city. And then there's also study abroad programs in other locations. But um, but the Castillon site is is one that's pretty special. Um, and, and the other universities would come in and use the facility exactly the same way. And depending on the instructor, um, they would sort of team teach or um, guest, guest crit or... Uh, work together collaboratively. So we really got the experience of, um, you know, other instructors, other students uh, working collaboratively. We ate with them, you know, hung out with them, worked with them. It was, it was, a. I mean, in my experience in, in both as a student and then as a grad instructor, it was, um, you know, just amazing. I mean, just, you know, for lack of a better term, just absolutely amazing. I think, I think that's cool that you got to go back. Uh, as a grad student and, and assist in the teaching. Um, that's pretty, pretty cool, uh, ability to, to do that relatively short time frame. I would imagine, right. Within a couple, two, three years of each other. Yeah, no. And, and, that, and that's exactly right. And it was the big reason why I stayed at A&M. Um, I, I mean, I applied to some other grad student, student programs and, and looked at some others, um, you know, far flung, Um, but the big, um, deciding factor was, uh, I knew this program and I knew what the opportunity was and really felt I had a good shot at, at getting it. It was competitive. Um, but yeah, it was, it was something that if, if you had that experience, um, you definitely wanted to try and and get it again for sure. So before I wander off into my own, um, my own Italian uh, excursions. Uh, we, we haven't yet even talked about this sketch, but we have talked about this sketch in the sense that we're getting into the place, um, of Italy and the, the place of the, the Castiglion Fiorentino. Is that better? I hope that's better. It's, it's and good. And the hillside and the countryside. And, uh, but your sketch here is, um, it's an outdoor scene again, um, similar to last week's 
Um, but we, what, what is the, the, to me, the focal point is this tower structure off to the right side. Right. And even falling off the page is another building, uh, that you can see, but, I really like this uh, loose sketch of the tower. Um, so tell me, and then I, I really like, it caught my eye because of the. Um, Juxtaposition the, with the, the other one, the next, basically the next day. Oh, it was the, the other sketch? Yeah. The other angle? Well, and yeah, these, well, well, the other, the, the other one, the other one is, is actually a different tower. And that's, and I think uh-huh. that's, that's sort of the, the interesting part to me was that, so we're living in this this Italian walled hill town, and at the top of the, the hill is this tower that we seldom visited. It was a museum space, um, but what we learned was that that um, ancient site, for lack of a better term, was an archaeological site that they had discovered. Was um, portions of it had Etruscan uh, remnants. Uh, amongst it. So if you are, have ever traveled to Italy and, or if you think about your European history at all, you have multiple cultures, you know, cascading across Europe and a lot of them colliding in, in Greece, Turkey, Hungary, uh, what we know today, and then also Italy. And in Italy in particular, you had, you know, multiple cultures, but um, some of the more ancient cultures included the Etruscans, and so the Etruscans in, in central Italy, in the Tuscan region, um, sort of predated the sort of Roman times that we think of today. Um, they're sort of a pre-Roman culture. And so some of the ruins that are in this hill town, this Italian hill town in the middle of um, Tuscany in between Florence and Rome, and it's a very small, a relatively small city, um, you know, had these Etruscan ruins and they had, you know, artifacts and a museum and this um, tower um, that was and some of the fortifications that were uh, initially attributed to that that culture and then were uh, modified over time. Um, the the parallel sketch that's also um, that we're also going to post with this podcast um, is the town immediately right next door. And it's it's interesting because it's the town as Castillon was the town that Italian hill town that survived Montecchio was the town that didn't. <laughs> mm. So, um, Arezzo is the big town. Um, uh, if mm-hmm. like I was saying before, Arezzo is the big town that a lot of people will stop in and, and see sort of a, a traditional Tuscan hill town fortified city, um, you know, of a, of a certain size. And there's parades and museums and, you know, beautiful cathedral and whatnot. Uh, Castillon is sort of the the smaller sister city to that, but Montecchio is one that could have been the size of Castillon, but really, really died out. And so it's it's that small um, medieval keep. So you see in the sketch sort of the medieval walls and the tower, very reminiscent of the of the tower that's at top of uh, Castillon, um, and. But aside from that, there's really not a lot of development with it. And I think sort of the juxtaposition of the two um, always was something that we could see it in the lower valley, sort of out of the way uh, from where we were living. And we would visit there occasionally. Um, and 
a lot of people tried to program artistic events at Montecchio um, to kind of gain its importance and really in a lot of respects, try and preserve it. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, these two different sketches are sort of playing with those memories of place for me and, um, you know, similar buildings and similar settings, but, um, very different lives, I guess. And, um, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. So how far apart would they be? Oh, I would say probably like two miles, two, three miles. Okay. Yeah, I mean, really, okay. I mean, you you could see them, uh, you know, with the naked eye, you know, um, um, and really across the valley. I mean, it's uh, it it's not, you know, we're not talking great distances at all, you know, by any by any means. But Montecchio doesn't isn't on the train line, um, you know, really never really never developed as a city. So it was sort of that fortified keep, um, that castle space. Um, and Castillo Fiorentino is it's and translated to English it's the little Florentine castle. Mm-hmm. So um if Castillo is the little Florentine castle Montecchio is the little 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 Florentine castle. <laughs> right. And and that's I I was going to I actually was going to ask you about the the names because um from uh, my two short visits in Italy um if uh, I want, I, I sort of figured out, you know, that the names have a lot of meaning to their local place. And so I was, I thought that was an interesting, um, sort of just an interesting part of, of, uh, Italian culture and history, I suppose, is, is the, the way they name things and, and they have, it, it's tied to the unique sense of place. Well, and, and not just the sense of place, but just sort of the industries of that place. I mean, this region sort of is olive oil factories and, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and things like that. I mean, when, when you were there, I mean, did you find sort of that coffee culture where it was espresso in the morning and then about one o'clock after siesta, it was time for a cappuccino? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was... Also going to talk about the coffee. Um, the, uh, what I enjoyed, yeah, was, and, and what's different, uh, to what Americans would be if they've never been there. Um, you know, what you understand of grabbing coffee here in the States, um, is a very different experience because to the Italians, it's not a, um, let's sit down and chat and, you know, grab coffee and catch up for a half hour or so. Definitely them, not in I the mean, morning. Definitely not in the no, morning. The, yeah. the espresso they, is like, I need it and it's part of my routine and it's my fuel and let's get on the road. And they're standing. Absolutely. Most of, most yes. of the locals, yes. they stand. <laughs> oh, stand for sure. For and sure. Drink it and then, you know, and they're on, on yeah. foot or back to their car or their, you know, whatever. And, um, and it's really good, tasty stuff. You know, I, I think the other thing, I mean, I, I, we traveled to some, you know, the big cities, Florence and Rome and, um, in between, you know, oh, and then like the, the coastal, the, I always pronounce this horribly. So if my wife is listening, 
Cinque Terre is like the coastal Cinque Terre, five hills. You just have to just—it's—it's it's the five cities, yes. <laughs> and uh, you know some of those sort of tourist areas, but then the smaller towns in between. Um, you know, it was the same same thing, and I think the the fun part was you know you know doing a fair bit of people watching. Um, and so, you know, I'll, I'm but you, but you, peep, but you, peep, but you people watch when you're drinking the cappuccino, you don't, oh, people watch, you don't people watch with the espresso. The espresso is all about business. Oh, uh, true. It's very, yeah, it is a very fast turnover. Um, we, we felt we traveled with in two, two different trips, my wife and I, my brother and his wife, and then another trip with, um, my, my wife's brother and sister. And, um, um, in both cases. Well, and, um, and before Kurt relays the story, for those who are listening who don't know Kurt, is you have to imagine that Kurt actually has a double. So Kurt is a twin. I'm going to leave it there right. and let him resume his story. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a doppelganger, a legitimate one. and um, But, the you know, we, we would wake up, you know, oh, we're on vacation. We'd wake up, we'd go down to the local coffee shop and order, well, you know, hobble our way through ordering in, in our broken Italian, sit down and, uh, you know, drink coffee and eat pastries like we were here in America. And in the morning, you know, all the, if, if, if it was early enough, if you, if you sleep in past the, the morning rush, then, it's not so strange because the place is like a ghost town. Um, but then, you know, you, if you're there early enough, you're like, oh, why am I the only one sitting down? Everybody's standing. They're in and out. They're boom, 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 you know, and they're on their day. And then, yes, the afternoon is, is a lot more relaxed. And um, so the, the one I'm going to throw in the one fun anecdote. It's the strangest way. It's the, one of the reasons that we were able to get back to Italy twice, you know, for two trips was, uh, <clears throat> my, I have a half sister. So there's more than just me and my twin brother, but there's a half sister and a half brother. See, now I'm, lear I'm learning more in this podcast than I really thought I was ever going to learn. Well, you know, last, last week, you know, you had the, uh, the, the leapskin anecdote and now I'm trying to find a way to top that. And so my, here's, here's my secret is I have a half brother, half sister who are older than, than I am. They're from a, a, my dad's previous marriage. And, um, my sister, they, they both live in California and my sister, um, I wouldn't say she's, um, you know, uh, extremely wealthy or anything like that, but she, had a goal in mind and you know when she's a lawyer and she enjoys um doing a lot of coastal commission law in california which is really cool environmental law and things like that and she um did you know had this goal in mind and and the goal was i'm gonna buy a house in in tuscany and and so uh i found out that she did it <laughs> And, uh, this okay, so, so many years hold, hold on a second. So I'm only finding out now that you have a family member who owns 
a villa. I'm going to say villa. Just I'm going with villa in sure. Tus- in Tuscany. <laughs> is that what you're? Is yeah, it's, it, 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 that's, it's like, that's it's like 300 plus years old. <laughs> uh, I'm speechless. It's a it's a, so so. Let me continue. Let me Just continue. Just continue. It's it's a it's it's an old stone house. Um, it's so it's it's technically in the Tuscan region, um, but it's not like uh, a well a well known place. It's a very small town, so I would imagine it's probably more like your sketch I haven't been to Montecchio but I would imagine it's a place like that um it took us a while to even figure out how to find it on a map um it's a, it's a town called Apecchio and it's the nearest bigger town is Urbino which is a windy hour long road uh trip up the hill um away which Urbino is known for I believe it's like the hometown of Raphael, the artist. And so that's kind of like the nearest. Um, but Apecchio is kind of in that zone in between uh, Florence and Rome. And so, so this is what the one reason I, I bring, I bring it up is um, that, yeah, we did some of the tour spots, you know, Florence and Rome and, you know, that wasn't that very, it wasn't very hard because the, the people spoke pretty good English. And so it wasn't, you know, much of a challenge to sort of assimilate or fit in. You go to Apecchio and the, the English is as good as my Italian, which uh, you've already heard how, how good that is. And so that was where the challenge really began, where we tried to figure out how to, how to really, how to eat how to get some food, groceries, um, and all that stuff. Oh, excuse me. And um, and then from there, so we kind of camped in this house for the week that we were there and then took our road trips to Florence and uh, the east, east coast uh, along the sea, excuse me, the Adriatic, right, on the east side. And, um, you know, the various little day trips and things like that. So we had this little stone house to uh, um, <laughs> the stone. It also had this huge infestation of uh, these killer bees or wasps. I mean, it was <laughs> I almost forgot about that. You know, we we almost we we slept in fear every night that you know these these bees were gonna. I mean, you could see the giant hive uh, outside the window, and we were too 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 afraid kill to it? uh to kill it remove it like, like we just, they're just were they're just it was one of those buddy you know it's it's okay like you're not gonna like it's i don't not know historic they, like the 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 beehive is not historic the building might be and in that part that whole part of the story awesome like the bee hornet oh nest <laughs> not so much but continue <laughs> it was um yeah and so um well we had some instructions for the house and we were warned about these bees and, <laughs> if, you know, if my the warning them, wasn't the line number one number one hey like when you go out door x by the way there is this massive hornet's nest we've tried to kill it 
for the last seven years and there's nothing to do about them. They're just there and they, they have a, they have a thing, they have a deed to the property, you know, whatever. Unless that's like line item number one. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we are. <laughs> it was, it was a, uh, in, you know, if you're a handwritten note, it was all caps. Let's, we'll just say that. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Fair and enough. And so, uh, yeah, it, it, it put enough fear into us that we were, uh, um, paying the respects, so to speak <laughs> to the bees. But, uh, anyway, the, yeah. So a Pecchio had a, a, a the cool part, you know, if I used my sister's name, it's such a small town. They all knew who was this, the visitor that knew the American named Kate. <laughs> so in our, our, our way of using Italian, we said, Oh, you know, my sister and da, 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 you know, and so they were able to feed us and, uh, and, and get our coffee and things like that. So, um, but yeah, so long story short, you know, that was, uh, that saved on our housing costs while we were visiting in Italy. And so that gave us the opportunity to make two trips, um, over in two years apart, I think. And, and so, an espresso in the morning and cappuccino in the afternoon for every day you were there. And then wine, and then wine yes. and yes. olive oil to take home with you. Oh my gosh. The olive oil. And the wine and the espresso. Yes. All the things. It just brings back good memories. The, uh, so, uh, so, so, so like, know, so like episode onto, 27 oh, of our episodes, we will be, I'm just going to call it right now. Episode 27. We're going to record in, um, a pecky, uh, a pecky. Thank you for listening. We both hope that you enjoyed this episode of coffee sketch podcast. Our theme music is provided by my brother who goes by at Cold Fashioned on Instagram and Twitter. Our podcast is hosted at coffeesketch.buzzsprout.com. Find more show notes and information from this episode. And finally, if you like what you heard, please rate us on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you.